0: Hey there, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And I wanna say thank you for joining me today as we continue to walk through the New Testament. Today, we are in Acts chapter three. Now, Acts chapter three begins with with this miraculous healing of a man who was was a lame beggar. And and Peter looks at this man when the man asks him for, for money, and he says, I don't have gold or silver, but I do have the Holy Spirit. And so get up and walk. And it's an amazing thing, right? This this man is a lame beggar. Everyone has seen him over and over again, and and finally this man is healed. And and what I would like to turn our attention to today is to to turn our attention to the reaction of others, and ultimately what what Peter ends up sharing as he as he describes, as he gives commentary, as he gives explanation over what's actually happening here. And so this is the text we have here. It says. Says, while he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though through our own power or piety we have made him walk? Now look look a couple things here. First of all, there, there is a crowd that forms, and Peter sees the opportunity. I think first and foremost, we we can learn something just right off the bat. As we examine our lives and the different moments we find ourselves in, I hope that we have eyes to see when the Lord gives us an opportunity to clearly articulate the gospel, the message of Jesus' death and resurrection. That's exactly what happens here. It happens for Peter in a moment of, uh, it's very public, right? There's going to be a public address. Most of the time for you and I, it happens kind of one-on-one as a friend or a family member or a coworker opens up about something or or there's a certain situation. And in that moment, we see there's an opening. There's an opportunity right here. So Peter says, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? Here's the next part. As though by our own power or piety, we have made him walk. I just love this. Right from the get-go, right out of the gate, Peter's not saying, hey, men of Israel, look at how amazing we are because we're followers of Jesus. In fact, quite the opposite. He says, he "says don't stare at us. This isn't about our power. This isn't about our piety, our, my ability to be, be godly on my own. No, right from the very start, he says, that's not what this is about at all. Here's what he says. He says, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers. Now, this... This um, this uh, equation Abraham Isaac Jacob our fathers this is just rooted in the Old Testament these are the patriarchs this is this is demonstrating this is not a new God this is Yahweh this is the one who revealed himself to Moses and led the people out of out of slavery in in Egypt this is that God this is that God well Abraham Isaac Jacob, right? He says, the God of our fathers, here's what he did, glorified his servant, Jesus. Well, Let's talk about Jesus. Let me make sure you understand the Jesus that I'm talking about. He says, this Jesus whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him, but you denied who? The holy and righteous one, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed who? The author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by his name, the name of Jesus, by faith in his name, not by our piety, not by our godliness, not by our power, not by our good works, by faith in his name, he made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. That this lame beggar now has not just okay health, but perfect health everyone's eyes are seeing it verse 17 now brothers i know that you acted in ignorance as did your rulers peter acknowledges this is not an excuse their sin is their sin our sin is our sin this is not an excuse but he said i know you acted in ignorance but the but what god foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his christ would suffer he thus fulfilled the fulfillment of God's eternal plan that was prophesied through the Old Testament prophets. He fulfilled even though these Jewish people were acting in ignorance. So so how should they respond? Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus whom heaven must receive until the, the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. He says, here's what you need to do. Repent, experience times of refreshing in, in the presence of the Lord so that Christ uh, may, be, may come for you. This Christ has been appointed to you. This Christ who will remain in heaven until the time of restoration of all things. This is this is a great picture. Uh, this is a great picture because what we have, we, we have Peter sees the opportunity. This man has been healed. Peter does not take glory for himself. He doesn't say, look at how smart or how good I am. He says, not by my piety or my glory. But he says, listen, here's what's really going on. This man's healed so that you, <laughs> you ignorant sinners who crucified Christ, so that you will you repent that you will turn from your sin that you will no longer deny christ but instead you will trust and accept christ you will repent from your unbelief and you will turn again toward the messiah and as you do you will experience times of refreshing as you walk with the lord this is our ancient way for our modern day today. The, the ancient way for our modern day right now today, this is when we when we once again, we remember that we are called to be people who repent and trust in the Lord. That it's not by our good works, but instead it's by trusting in Christ that we experience times of refreshing. So, so here, here's where I want this to, to land with you today. I wanna ask you, are you experiencing times of refreshing? Are you are you kind of one foot in Christ or, or, or that bad theology? You're either all the way in Christ and all the way out. But but are you one foot in in terms of your repentance and trusting him and one foot out in terms of, you know, I want to cling to my sin and I want to keep doing these things and I don't really want to trust Jesus fully. I want to be, be about my good works. What I want to ask you is, will you right now, whatever it is that's keeping you from trusting him, Will you turn away from that? Will you turn toward the Lord? And and will you trust him? Will Will you put your faith in him again that Christ died and rose again? The work is finished. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to lose it. Instead, will you trust in this Messiah? And as you do, will you just ask the Lord to bring to you those times of refreshing but those times of refreshing as you remember his grace and you remember his truth, even in the chaos and in the busiest busyness of life. Now, this is the ancient way for our modern day. It's experiencing the times of refreshing, not by our good works, not by our power, not by our piety, but by trusting in, in the crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ.